welcome to Sex in the City, the rewatch. Hi, Nana. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's been a good week. The inauguration was such a huge highlight. It was fun. Yeah. See, yes. I'm still dreaming about Michelle's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because her, her hairdresser is getting all the hype and she's right in my backyard where I live. So yes. I was going there before this happened, but they said they wouldn't touch my hair because it's relaxed hair. So really, they only do natural hair. Um, so they say, but I don't know. But that's what I was told. They're also really expensive. Yeah, um, that I can imagine. But that's weird, though. Wait, so they wouldn't do your hair because it was natural and um, relaxed. That's yeah, that's what I was told. Because I called to make an appointment. Because I had like a friend who. I kind of introduced to, she never had her hair done. That's a whole different story. So she mm-hmm. was looking for one in the area and she found aesthetics and she's like, oh, she did Michelle Obama's hair and blah, blah. So I went to look for it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's true. And they did her hair, but she's not relaxed. So I think it's on track. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I called and I was, cause, cause I was desperate. I just moved to the area and I didn't know anyone. And I, Call and she's like, oh, is he relaxed? And no, we're not going to do it. So, how expensive was it, if you don't mind me asking? Like, I for like, we call, but it was, let me see, I think for just like a, was it 75 for like a basic wash? But then every little thing is an extra added something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, hate hairdressers yeah. like that. But don't I, don't get on that, but I just know, I mean, I've been in my hair for a while. I just know like it was a lot. So, okay. And I'm sure it's probably more now. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, good for her, man. Get your money, yeah. young lady. Get your money. And she did a fantastic job with Michelle's hair. So she did. She did. So I read that. Sorry, I know this is not a hairdressing podcast, guys. But I heard she used to do the girls' hair. Like she yeah. was Michelle's backup hairdresser. Yeah. And I guess she's been promoted to the full time. But good for her. When it's your time, it's your time. Yeah, I heard Michelle came to the launch of her salon. So. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. Well, back to the podcast. We are in episode 13. As you recall, season one, this would be the season finale, but we have 18 episodes. It seems moving forward because season three is also 18 episodes. So we are not, we're entering the home stretch, but we're not quite at the home stretch. And episode 13 is Games People Play. And the summary is the one where Miranda plays Peekaboo. Carrie sees a therapist, Samantha is a sports widow, and Charlotte is not available this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they could, they've literally cemented that they can only do three storylines every episode. That's crazy. But I would say, though, that this might be the first episode where I think Samantha had, like, a storyline, some kind of meat. Yeah. So, you know. Kudos to them for that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we start the episode with Carrie telling us that in a town where everyone is looking to couple up, there's nothing better than getting out of a relationship. She's like, you can do your laundry, you can do this, but the best part is plenty of time to catch up with your friends. That gave me a side eye, but I mean, I get what she's me saying. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, now you have time to hang out with your friends. That's so cheeky. But anyway, I get it though. Mm-hmm. So... She's going on and on, and she's just talking about big, which is expected. And then she said, 
I was the best thing to ever happen to him. And he just, I chuckled. I chuckled because there was a time in my life where I really used to believe things like that. Like I'll be with someone, I'll be like, nobody's ever going to like them the way that I did or care for them the way I did. It wasn't until I got older that I realized, wow, they surely will. There will be somebody else. It's not just you. You're not special in that way. So, yeah. but it made me laugh. But um, we see, yeah, they do show us a montage of Carrie going on and on with each of them, like with uh, Miranda, with Samantha, and then with Charlotte. And they're indulging her. They're not saying anything. They're just nutting and letting her go on. And she says, uh, they're all sitting at a park, I think, and just, you know, chilling. And she's like, she can't be with an insecure, screwed up guy, but she's going to end up deliriously happy. And she actually pities him because what's going to happen? And then the girls are just looking at her and she's like, what, what? And then Samantha's like, who's going to tell her? And then she's like, you're obsessed with talking about big and we cannot take this anymore. <laughs> and then they keep going on. And of course, Carrie does not take it well because... I don't know, Carrie's Carrie. And she's like, what, is this an intervention? Isn't part of the breakup process free reign to whine to your friends? And she's right. I mean, that is, but I just think that sometimes you just have to know your limit, I guess. But sometimes I also think you can't help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he just the thing is, I thought Carrie was doing the right thing in the beginning because, I'm sorry, the trick is you have to whine to separate friends. So no, no one friend is having to deal with the full burden. <laughs> yeah. When they get sick of you, you go to another friend. <laughs> yeah. Come back. But clearly she's been doing it individually and collectively so much that they're all tired of her. So she must have been really going on about it. It just made me laugh. And that's the funny part. As soon as she said, um, the best part about a breakup is plenty of time to catch up with your friends. In my head, I was like, oh my God, Carrie's going to make this about her, her, her. And then mm -hmm. the montage happened. I'm like, yeah. Carrie always takes it to the extreme. So Miranda says, maybe it's time that you need to whine to a shrink. I actually did think that was excessive. I don't know that, I don't know. Maybe you would, I think there's a certain line or something where you're like, okay, maybe you need to go talk to someone to kind of figure out, you know, what is going on. But I agree. I, I don't think I would ever have, if she was my friend, I don't think I would have suggested she talk to a therapist. Because she wouldn't stop talking about her recent breakup. If it was maybe like months down the line and I'd be like, okay, this is not getting any better. Maybe you should speak to somebody. But yeah, so I agree with you about it being, I thought was a bit soon. But yeah, maybe she has other issues she needs to discuss in therapy. So <laughs> who knows? That's why I'm like, where's the line? I think it's just like with each individual. I think when you know someone, maybe their collective story Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, oh, it's just not about this particular breakup or something. So, mm -hmm. but this is Sex and the City. We're just going to roll with it. Um, Carrie says, who needs to shrink when I have you? Samantha says, you have us for about 10 minutes. And after that, we're <laughs> done. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. But I mean, again, to your point, everyone in the world is different. And I think sometimes it's hard to step outside your bubble and see things from other people's perspective. But it's like there for some people, a breakup is the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And for some, it's like, what is just another guy? Like you just do the due process and then move on. But for some, there are people who have been suicidal over breakups and people who have yeah. killed themselves over heartbreak. And I just feel like people are, like you said, people are different, but every relationship is also different. Some relationships affect you more than others. 
And I don't think it's got anything to do with how long you are with the person. I just feel like every relationship is different. Some people, there's some people I dated like years ago that I still think about, not in like, oh, pining over them, but they clearly left the mark. And there's some people I literally never thought about again, you know? It just is what it is. And I feel like like I expect Carrie to take a while to get over big just because of the nature of their relationship when they were together. Yeah. I just don't feel like that's something you can just like move on from. But some, like you said, some people move on easily. It is what it is. So, so Carrie says she needs new friends. And Samantha is like, just plain point blank. Like, listen, we're as fucked up as you are. It's like the blind leading the blind and you need objective. And honestly, I give her props for that. Sometimes you just have to recognize, like, listen, we're just supporting you here. But I don't know if that's helping you. So, hey, go do what you need to do. So Carrie says she doesn't quite believe in the shrink thing, which I found surprising. And good. No, no, I was just saying why. Um, I don't know. I just thought for all her talk about Manhattan, New York, I'm progressive, I'm artsy, then you know, plus being white, I just really thought the shrink thing is not something she would say that she doesn't believe in. You just seems- I feel like that's a more recent thing. And because it's so pervasive and normal now, like we don't remember back in the day when people used to hide the fact that they would see a therapist. I yeah. actually think it's kind of on brand, especially for the late 90s. I don't think people were that open about seeing a therapist. People would think there was something quote-unquote wrong with you. Well, what was not surprising is Charlotte not believing in the shrink thing, which makes all the sense because, again... <laughs> Charlotte is all about aesthetics and how, you know, they look because she says her parents didn't believe in any head that believed that any head issue could be solved with physical exercise, which is why they're all good tennis players. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. (laughs) And then Carrie continues by saying that she thinks therapy is (laughs) self-indulgent, which is funny because Carrie is all about self-indulgence, but, Mm -hmm. um, and she wondered what, if she'd gone from pleasantly neurotic to annoyingly troubled. And I sat there and I'm wondering, I'm like, when was she ever pleasantly neurotic? I'm dying <laughs> because I thought that exact same thought. I was like, girl, who told you you were ever pleasantly neurotic? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. But yeah, you know what? Whatever she's got to do to get her chronom on, okay? <laughs> so she finds the one person that she hasn't disturbed, which is Stanford. Stanford is like, a sub on the bench and they're like oh we're out tag me in and then they just throw him in in the scene and you're like oh yeah stanford i i remember you but Mm -hmm. she goes to stanford who's like how do you not have a shrink i have three one when i want to be cuddled one when i want tough love and one just to lust over because he's cute um i thought that was funny because i think you've mentioned something like that before in terms of friendship like you know go to when you want certain things. Um, (laughs) Miranda Strink um, gave her a referral, um, Dr. G, who Stanford seems to have heard of also. So we switched to Miranda and Miranda is on the couch doing a crossword when a man in a building across from her is staring at her. But it really cracked me up because she just jumped up and ran away. (laughs) What is going on? I would have closed my blinds. I would have jumped up and closed my blinds, first of all. But yeah, I thought that was weird too. 
two nights later, he smiles at her, and then she smiles back, and it sort of becomes like a nightly thing for her. So Carrie goes ahead and makes her appointment with Dr. G, and Dr. G asks her why she's here, and she says, oh, I'm here because I talk about my ex-boyfriend a little bit too much. And um, I just want to say, like, okay, so people... Like you said, I, I think I agree. Um, it, lately, it's open to talk about your therapist and go to therapy, but I still think for a large subset of people, going to therapy is still a scary thing. I think a lot of people are scared of what they might find out, scared mm-hmm. of what they might find out and having to actually do the work because you can't excuse it away by saying you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what's wrong? So it's still a daunting thing. Um, I've been to one, and I remember the first question was, why are you here? What finally brought you here? And it sounds like an easy enough question, but you don't realize how loaded it is. Yep. Until you're and there. it's not just one reason. It's yeah. It's an accumulation of several factors, which is hard to explain to a complete stranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I'm saying that to say, as much as Carrie is annoying, I kind of get, like, especially if you already had a hesitation about seeing the therapist, like, you know, it had to have been, you know, daunting or she must have been nervous just having that first um, session. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found it interesting that she could afford to go to one because I'm not under the impression that she has insurance. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm sure. Who knows <laughs> with Carrie's financial situation? Like, we just have to go with it with her. <laughs> because... Ooh, Carrie. So, hmm. Dr. G asks about the ex-boyfriend and Carrie says she's not sure she believes in therapy. She's more of a solve your own problems type gal, which is very hilarious. First of all, giving her history with Big, giving her history of just going to her friends for every problem. So I don't know that she's a solve your own problems type gal, but okay. I agree. I don't think she is. (laughs) I think she's delusional, but yep. It is what it is. Sorry, I was actually meant to ask you this earlier. We talked when Charlotte made that tennis um, remark. Do any of the four women have siblings? Because I'm actually just thinking, like, none of them have ever mentioned a sibling until that time with Charlotte. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember it because I don't know. They did such a good job of separating family. The only Mm. process was Miranda. Yeah. That I remember, but I have no idea. I don't think so. They all act like only children anyway. Yeah. I would just say that's one thing I f- actually find highly unrealistic about sexuality. Yeah. Like, I doubt four only children would have found, like, a friendship <laughs> group. Someone's got to have siblings. And the fact that no one ever mentions their siblings. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. But it just no, popped in my head when I was thinking about that. And I forgot to say it. So that's here we go. <laughs> So, um, Carrie says talking about Big, and I found it interesting that the way she described it was he was playing games and I didn't know the rules. Did yeah. you have any thoughts on that? Or I a hundred percent actually see what she means because sometimes you get the feeling that someone's playing a game with you, but you don't know the parameters of this game. So I get what she means. I really do. And I think that kind of she just never felt sure. And on level footing with Big, I felt like she just never quite knew what was going on. And that's why we've we've said before, instead of just confronting him and asking him some questions, she just kind of went with the flow because she didn't know what she was supposed to ask. Sometimes, not all the time. (laughs) But yeah, but I I, I understood what she meant. 
What did you What did you think of that? I understood. You're gonna call me annoying again, but <laughs> I understood. <laughs> I understood what she was saying, but I think it goes back, and we've discussed this before, to the importance of not letting the onus or the captainship of a relationship resting just on a man. I don't know it mm-hmm. passed down somewhere along the line where we think we just go along to their beat and okay. somehow we don't have a say in what we want because if she knew what she wanted, like why wasn't she playing, you know, her own game too and making her own rules, but it's more but- his game and not his rules. Cause she knew she felt unsure she knew yeah. there were certain things she didn't like, but she kept, for so, like, what's for lack of a better word, downplaying it because she wanted it to work. I get that. Mm-hmm. So to just put the onus on him to say he was playing games and I didn't know the rules, not he was playing games and I was playing along. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, so, like, with the whole game thing, I don't necessarily think it's a gender thing, like if we're speaking generally. When it came to carrying big, I think, yes, it was. But do you get what I mean? I feel like sometimes there is one member of, like, the relationship. Just kind of, you don't know what's going on. But I also think you're right. The onus is on you to open your mouth and ask. Otherwise, you can't complain, can you? Yeah, you can set your own rules. So it's just like if someone says, I need this to be X, Y, Z. If that doesn't mm-hmm. work with you, you say, well, X, Y, Z doesn't work for me. Y, Z, X is what works. What is the compromise? Not... He said X, Y, Z, so, okay, so I had to find a way to fit into X, Y, Z. If it's to your detriment, you got to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Dr. G says, you were playing games. And I was snapping. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah. And Carrie's like, no, he was. I was just along for the ride. And that I'm means just, you're participating then, right? That's what I'm saying. That's the thing. Carrie's seeing herself as a victim, and I'm just like, I get it. Like, he sucks. Like, he did that, mm-hmm. but in some way, you went along for it, and you played your part, because I think that's, you know, let, let me finish this part. She says, okay, maybe I've dated, um, no, Ms. Dr. G says, okay, is this the first time that you've dated someone who didn't give you what you wanted? And she says, well, maybe I've dated men who were wrong for me, but who hasn't? True. But Dr. G just is so harsh. And she's like, well, the thing they have in common is you. <laughs> she's right. You're the common denominator. So. <laughs> so what I was trying to say was like, I think accountability is such a huge thing. I think for every breakup, no matter what, you know, there's a person who does the brunt. Like, you know, if something happens like infidelity and the person cheats or something like that. There's always something to be said of the, the, the demise of anything, whether it's romantic, whether it's like platonic or whether it's like a working relationship It's finding out what part did I play? What can I do better? Even if it's just saying like, I'm not going to put up with this shit next time. But I think accountability is a huge thing. Just taking stock of what happened. What have I learned from this? I'm just a huge believer in learning from stuff and applying it, not just, oh, I see it and then going to do the same thing again. So I, I get think, that, but I also feel like it's unrealistic to have to expect Carrie to have reached that stage already, because I feel like there are always stages. Like you're angry when you break up with someone, you're hurt, and then like she's doing now, she's trying to talk her way through it with her friends. Yeah, but there's got to be a point, and I feel like it's coming where she'll be like, okay, what did I contribute 
yeah. to the demise of this relationship. But I don't think it's fair to expect her to already be at that stage. Yeah, but I wasn't talking about Carrie. I think I was just talking in general. In about general, okay. Uh-huh. But with, with her and Big, I get it. She's still grieving the end of the relationship. I think the asterisk on this is that this is round two. Mm. They dated before. This is their dating again. And it was kind of like round two, repeat, rinse, re- what is it? Rinse, repeat. No, mm-hmm. wash, rinse, repeat. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I understood what you meant. So, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like at some point, like, you know, because even she knew the point, the fact is like she knew because remember when they came back together, she didn't want to tell anybody because she knew yeah. deep down inside that, you know, something was, you know, kind of off. So yeah. So I'm just meaning general. I'm not saying you figure it out in one go because she's right. Like, who hasn't dated someone that was wrong for them? Like, no one wakes up and figures it out or whatever. I'm just talking about, in general, the importance of accountability, not even in a romantic relationship, just in general in life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Carrie is not taking this well when she says the common thing is you. She just says, I think I have the wrong therapist. And, well, she's telling the girls um, that she's the wrong therapist and she actually thinks I'm a game player. Charlotte says, well, you have to play games with men. Miranda is like, no, the true, um, the true thing in a relationship is you have to have mature and honest communication. Charlotte says games are empowering. And Samantha says the only way to control men is in bed. I like when they have scenes like this where they give their responses because it's usually true to character yeah of each person and it's always like fun except this one i think was a little off character with charlotte or do you think when she says you have to play games with men and games are empowering i would no i feel like it's very on brand which i feel like charlotte's whole life is a game (laughs) i feel like she sees the prize of her life as marriage with children and everything is a game leading to that goal like she's so She's such like a man pleaser. I don't know how to describe it. No, and I, I feel like she fully understands that it's all a game. Like, I feel like Charlotte is never like a hundred percent herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's always like an ulterior motive to everything she does in relationships. So yeah. I, I do see that as some kind of gameplay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, because even how you present yourself to society, that's a game. Like yes. Okay. It just it made me that whole conversation was just very I just felt like you guys are women in your thirties. If you're in your twenties, I feel like I'd be maybe extend a bit more grace because I do I was trying to think back because nowadays I'm just like I don't want anyone who plays games. I just want People who are honest, direct, like in friendships and relationships, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, in my 20s, I do definitely think like almost every relationship I was in, there was a lot of gameplay because nobody wants to be the first to like catch feelings or show feelings. So you do constantly feel like you're playing a game to see who's going to win. And there was yeah. always a winner. You know what I mean? But when you get older, I'm just like, aren't you tired of this? And these women are like in their 30s. I just feel like they should be tired of it. Yeah. Hey, everyone reaches their point of tiredness at different times. So that's true. True facts. Yeah. Well, Charlotte continues, says, even in relationships, you still have to play games. Mm -hmm. Carrie is like, well, we played games and look where we ended up. And she (laughs) has the audacity to say, well, Maybe it's not over and you're just at halftime. 
with friends that who needs enemies. If this is how- I was like, God forbid. <laughs> 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 and then Miranda says, and I loved it to Charlotte. Maybe that kind of delusional thinking is why you need therapy too. <laughs> uh, but in general, like I just think, I mean, it, it got me two things. Like in general, it's not as easily accessible as everyone seems to make out to be. But I do think everyone benefits from therapy. I don't think you have to wait till something bad happens because that's the other misconception. I think therapists help you uncover patterns. Um, they help you uncover things that you may not have discovered yourself. And then it's basically like providing tools. So yeah. If any, the ones are expensive and inaccessible, but yeah, that's another story for another day. Yeah. So what did you think about Charlotte saying like, even in relationship, you have to play games. Like, it's on brand. And people still do. Like, I'm trying to think. Some conversations I've had with um, some married friends. And I do feel like sometimes they make it sound like the games never end. You know, even when people say things like, oh, you can't ask a man outright certain things. You have to kind of trick him into doing this. Or you have to lay the groundwork to get to the result of whatever it is you're trying to get. That's all forms of gameplay isn't it yeah that's true in some way like knowing like i don't know let's say you want something for your husband but you know not to ask outright because he's gonna say no that you kind of have to trick him into that's all kinds of games so i don't know maybe i'm being a bit judgy by going oh you should be over it by now because you're in your 30s maybe the games never end (laughs) they just evolve who knows what do you think I don't believe in games. I just, that's why I didn't date much because I I can't, I literally can't. I'm the kind of person who doesn't even like small talk. Again, I don't write LOL if I'm not really laughing. It just, I'm just too serious. So I don't know how to dilly daddle and, you know, do, you know, games. Like even like when you're saying like to ask about things, that's something I'm still learning because my husband tells me you just can't always just word vomit everything in your head all the time because you just want to be honest and get it out because <laughs> you're worried things. So I'm still working on that. I still don't know how to make it nice, make it right. Like I just, bleh. I so, just sometimes it's not always about making it nicer. I don't want you to like be like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not making it nice. Like, for you yourself. I feel like sometimes it's just, like, picking the right time, right? That could yeah. be an aspect of it. The life is yeah. just, oh, it's so complicated. But I, don't think, but I don't think that's a game. That's just being a human being. Like, if someone's having a bad day, or if someone's, like, they don't like their job, so every time they come back from work, that's, like, a tough time for them. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to bring up something. Or if you want to talk about something that's relating to someone's family and that... Like, I don't think that's a game. That's just common sense. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to bring that up just because I want to talk about it now. So I don't think that's a game. But I know what you're talking about, where some people say, oh, he doesn't want something. And they say, well, you ask, you make him a meal, and then you do yeah. this. You ask during sex. or something. Like, that's yeah. a game. It sounds childish to me. But again, different things for different people. I'm not going to downplay it. It just doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't have the skills for that. The you know what? I was just about to ask you, okay, then what makes a game a game? But I feel like listening to you talk, I just answered my own question. I feel like a game has an element of manipulation in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense to me now. Sorry for everyone. I'm just working my way through this. <laughs> but yeah, okay. 
Because I think sometimes it's like, I am one of those people who'd rather have the difficult conversations and be done with it. But sometimes you do things nice and maybe say you ask somebody at the right time or whatever to get something. And then that might be a potential start of resentment. Like, no, you made me, I didn't want to. I'd rather we have the knockdown drag a conversation. Like, no, I don't want to. No, you didn't. Like we get our true feelings out. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that we get to, everyone knew what the other person was on. Not, oh, you asked me when, or you were, I don't know. It's just, I don't like to delay my problems. Let's just deal with it now. And then, because problems will always be there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so. I'm the complete opposite, as you well know. So, yeah. I, I have to work it out internally myself before I can present my feelings to somebody else. Because then um, I just don't want to say things I can't say back. I can't take that because I don't believe in people. When people say hurtful things, don't ever come back and tell me you didn't mean it. Because I'll be like, yes, you meant it <laughs> because you said yeah. it. So I have to, I'm always considering like, do I want to hurt this person? I mean, it doesn't always work out, but I'm just very introspective. I always have to work things out myself before I can say them. So, which doesn't work a lot of the time. Sometimes it causes problems, but that's what makes us all different people, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So Carrie keeps insisting that she does not pick the wrong guys. They pick her. Okay. So I don't want it to be like so. Anyways, um, Samantha says, hey, it's slim pickings out there. And where did all the great guys go? So they walk into a bar and there's a bunch of guys and it's sports night. The first time I heard it, I'm like, what the fuck is sports night? Like what? But later it made sense. But at first I was like, sports night? Is this like a terminology just to emphasize, oh, we don't watch sports. We're so girly. Yeah. But anyways, Samantha, um, Carrie tells us that this is every woman's fantasy. It's a room full of hetero men looking to be distracted during commercial. That was funny. Um, They sit right down and they come and they have free drinks and they say free drinks for every woman on sports night. That didn't sit right with me. Am I overreacting? No, but I mean, hey, it's free. I'll take it. But you already know it's a pet peeve of mine when people act like I'm so special for liking sports because I'm a woman. I just really hate that trope. And it happens in real life. People say it to me all the time, like, oh, wow, you really like, oh, you're actually not. And I know it's like stereotypical, but it's my own personal bugbear. I really hate it. When people act like women are exceptional for liking sports, it just yeah. really hates me. But yeah, yeah. If I, I would have taken the drinks, <laughs> no, of course he never turned down the free, but it was just yeah. free during sports time because he just felt like, oh yeah, you're getting it free because you're part of the whole um, ambiance where mm-hmm. they're watching sports and then you're the cl- the clickbait. Exactly. During commercial, the eye candy. So we're paying you through drinks, but yep. yeah, I'm you're the window dressing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I get that a lot. Like every time I talk about sports, I start and then they start, you know, looking back. There was a specific mm-hmm. conversation. Where did we go? And we were talking about football and someone made a comment to me. Oh man, I shouldn't have brought it up if I didn't remember specifically, but then. Did they always try and question you? Oh, that they would never do to another man. They'd be like, oh, you like this? Name this, this, that. And I'm like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, but then they said something about, something to that effect about football. But then I was like, you wouldn't ask me that question if 
I was a guy because mm-hmm. I brought another guy who does not watch football. And I was like, even he, you would assume that he already watches football. You wouldn't yeah. have asked this question the way that you did me. They tried to dig their way out of it, but we all know what it is. Like, you know, yeah. like soccer. So anytime I talk about Manchester United, which is my team, mm. our team they're playing later today. So they are. You know. for the second um, week in a row, but anyway. <laughs> So anytime I bring it up, they're like indulging me. Then when I say something, I I know specifically one example. They're like, oh, wait, you actually do like actually mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, that's so insulting, but whatever. And it's patronizing. It really is. One guy literally asked me to name Liverpool starting 11. And I was looking at him like, if you don't get out of my face. Rude. But it's fine. It's, it's, it's just what it is now. And I get it from women too. I'm not even going to lie. So. I can't even make it a little thing. <laughs> Women also like, wow, you actually like sports? Like, really? Like, wow. And I'm just like, okay. But anyway. <laughs> so Samantha catches the eye of a Don Siegler. I like his name. I don't know how they come up with their names. But he's actually cute compared to the he rest is. of the on Sex in the City. So yay, Samantha. And he's a silver fox. Yeah. And he's fanatical about the Knicks. So he keeps going on about, and he's saying like sports innuendos that turn her on and true to form, she has sex with him that night. So Carrie um, is talking to herself or writing her article saying, we spent our childhood playing games, were they primers for adulthood, were relationships just a big chess match designed to keep your opponent off balance till you win? Oh my God, we're doing too much now. And was there such a thing as an honest relationship or do you have to play games to make relationships work? What do you think? (laughs) Ah, see, this is, this is, this is a tough one because like I said, I do think there's a small element of, but is it game playing if you're not meaning to manipulate somebody? No, this is so hard because I do feel like, like we've just been talking before with with relationships, you do have to know like when to talk about things and when not to, or maybe let something slide. But I kind of resistant against calling all of that game playing. I don't think that's game playing. I just feel like that's human interaction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when does, so... No. Okay, then I guess my answer is no, because I don't think you have to have manipulation to make it successful. Okay, so I guess my answer is no, then. Game playing to me, which I've seen before, is like, you know you're a smoker, Mm -hmm. you know maybe you like alcohol or whatever, but you meet the person and then you pretend like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. I don't smoke, but instead you smoke in secret, and then you do, to me, that's game playing. Okay. You know that you don't want kids, but you think that when you get married, you're going to kind of like convince them or maybe, you know, you want kids and the person has told you they don't want kids. You're like, Oh yeah, 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 sure. And then you get married and you're like, you know, by the time we get settled in, I can convince them that mm-hmm. we have kids and it fits in. That's game playing to me. Yeah. 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 So I 100% agree with you. Yeah. So I don't feel like you're going to manipulate the person into changing their mind or to do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know, because there's a certain sect of people, they swear down that think like Charlotte, and they do think you have to play games, and there's nothing you can tell them about it. So I'm willing for my mind to be changed, because who knows, you might be doing something that is game playing, and you don't realize, but I don't mm-hmm. know, that's 
That's what I was trying to think, like, whether both of us are on our high horses and maybe we do play games, but we just don't call it games. That's what I was trying to think through. Maybe there is something. Yeah. It will come to me in the middle of the night, three days from now. Who knows? But, yeah. Um. Yeah, and actually, the montage is back. They haven't done the montage in so long. I don't know why it came back, but it wasn't so bad. It was just yeah. cute, but it actually made sense. But um, So Carrie shows up again at Dr. G's office, but she showed up reluctantly, and she's wondering what she got out of it and why was she back when a patient strolls out the door, and it's another guest star who is John Bon Jovi. Woo-woo! So I love I love Bon Jovi, but yeah, <laughs> just not even like in looks, just music wise. He just reminds me so much of like a specific period of my childhood. Because when I first went to school, I wasn't I wasn't familiar with his music, but a lot of the girls in my dorm loved him, so they used to play him on the loop. So I've got like a soft spot for Bon Jovi. So yeah, they keep going. And third appoint appointment, she comes early. And we find out that his name is Seth. They start talking. He came over to introduce himself. He tells her that he's been coming here for a year. And then he asks her out to dinner. So my question for you is, is there a... Okay, so you know where I, I think of. I think that I'm a believer in space to heal and think things through or whatever. But again, I also admit that I'm an over-serious person. So is there a dating time li- limit? You break up with someone and this, at, like you break up with someone, is there some kind of, not necessarily like a calendar time. But no, I understand mind, what you're saying. But a mind space where someone should go out on a date. And do you think the best, we've talked about this before, where I said, is the best healer a new man? We talked about it where you said sometimes mm-hmm. it's a distraction. And yep. I was like, it's not fair to the other person who might actually like you, but they don't know that you're not in that headspace. That's why I'm against it because you're mm-hmm. not involving somebody else in your healing, but there's somebody else That's involved in that. But I was going to ask, like, is there some kind of dating time limit that you think, or do you think it's okay? I don't think there's a time limit. I think. The key is if you're honest with yourself and with the other person. Because sometimes you don't realize you're just using someone as a distraction. Like you said, it's not fair on the person. But I feel like if you know what you're doing and you articulate it to the other person, you're both grown adults. So I don't think there's a time limit, but the problem's still going to be there (laughs) once you finish distracting yourself. So you have to be prepared to either work through the problem or bury it knowing that it's going to come back, whether you like it or not, maybe in a new relationship, like down the line. So yeah. you haven't actually solved any of your problems. You just distracted yourself from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I do feel like what you said about that not being fair on the other person, it's a very good point. I hadn't really thought about it as much. But I feel like if you're honest with them, then it is what it is. Sometimes people know <laughs> that they're being used, they don't care. Or they also don't want anything quote-unquote serious. But I don't think there's a set time limit. I feel like, you know, there's some things you get out of. You don't want to see another relationship for goodness knows how long. And then sometimes you're just so antsy to just move on and forget about the person that you start dating immediately. So to me, I don't think there's a set time limit. I think it depends on the person. So I don't think there's a time limit. I do think there's a headspace time. 
limit. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. No, that makes because sense. Because no matter how much you date somebody else, if you're still like so strong on somebody else, it will still they will still always be forefront. Like mm-hmm. they could literally just cut their bread and try to dip it into oil at the restaurant, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, X Y Z used to do that too." So, and then everything you do becomes a comparison. Like, oh, he used to touch me that way. Oh, he didn't touch me. Like, that person will always be... That's why I always... You know when people say the best distraction is a new person? I'm always like, how? That doesn't work for me. (laughs) Like, it's just more of a reminder that this person is just not, you know, what you call it. So I've never quite understood that. But again, I think the other aspect is sometimes what people want is just the attention. Yeah. So yeah. if that's what it is, but for me, I'm just like, well, I'm getting the attention from the person I don't want it from. So you're annoying, actually. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But I do think that it's always good to just give yourself space to heal because I think that's what usually causes repeat cycles. Yeah. If that makes 100%. sense. Mm-hmm. So, or um, you just use a person that you're trying to like use to get over the next person for a little bit. And then once that's done, your problem is still exactly the same. And yeah. you still feel the same way about the person you are trying to get over and nothing has changed. And you, yeah. Yeah. The problem is always going to be there. Yeah. But anyways, Samantha has apparently become a Knicks fan and she doesn't get laid unless the Knicks win. Poor girl. I know. I thought that same thing. I was like, oh, the Knicks? Oh, good the luck. Knicks suck for those who don't know. But um, Yeah. Um, Miranda and her peekaboo neighbor, who is actually really cute. I think it was just a, a cute guy episode. So he shows her his ass and she flashes him a boob. She has nice boobs. So <laughs> Carrie's on a date with Seth and it's going so well. They bond over Dr. G. You know, not to go deep into this, but when I saw them bonding over Dr. G, the only thing I could think of was Twitter speak. And I was just like, they're trauma bonding. Yes! <laughs> Literally just bonding yes. over trauma, like it's not anything or whatever. So Carrie says there was something about him and she felt she could talk to him about anything. And she just flat out tells him that she likes him. We've talked about this before, but Carrie falls so fast for men. I, like... They could just say hi, and she would just cock her head to the side and say, there was something about him. Just the way he said hi. Was she loves love. The other guy. She just loves love, and either that or she likes the attention. Because part of her problem with Big was, like, a, she just wanted a lot of attention from him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I also feel like Big didn't give her enough, so. Yeah. Maybe. I just felt like he didn't respect her, and it just showed <laughs> it so much. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Yeah. If we stack up all the stories for another days that you have, we just have stories for centuries. <laughs> so, um, Miranda is at a grocery store, and I just when she was at the grocery store, I just realized that Miranda is the only one that we see do normal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> never seen anyone at the grocery store. Never seen anyone else at a blockbuster. Never seen anyone like just do regular stuff. Yeah, or like, even at work. Actually, yeah. no, reducing the other lady. Like, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, so she's at the grocery store and she sees her peekaboo partner and she starts watching him. This girl is weird. Like, this episode just made her seem creepy. And then she's just like tiptoes, going across aisles, hiding, and then following him. The other thing about Miranda is Miranda will not wear a bra for shit. That girl does not like wearing bras. Her titties are always hanging out, saying hi. So, um, 
she starts following him and then she comes up to him to be like, oh, hey, the neighbor looks uncomfortable. And then she's like, oh, um, I'm your neighbor that we've been playing, that we've been, what did she, what did she say directly? That she's like, I'm your neighbor. And then she does like a motion, like, yo, flashing, kind of jog his memory. Yes, to jog his memory. And then he looks uncomfortable and he's just like, oh yeah, you're the girl who lives above the guy that I've been cruising. And I'm like, see, these people are back to doing my girl dirty. Because you remember before Steve, they were just making this girl have all the problems in life. Yes. That was so embarrassing. Like, that was oh so my embarrassing. Gosh. Was I would have shriveled. I would have literally, like, crawled into a hole. <laughs> Never to be seen again. <laughs> oh. Nice. So it was so embarrassing. Like she actually runs out and it's just like she goes to go call her shrink. But because you remember, she sees a shrink. We know she yes. sees so yeah. So poor Miranda. So anyway, Samantha decides to watch the final Knicks game at Dawn's. Um, she goes and they win, and she wants to celebrate by having sex when he says, Oh, hold on, the Mets are playing Chicago, so now I can give my full attention to the baseball season. Samantha's like, I'm out this bitch, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Again, for baseball season, and she quit. But I'm proud of her because we tend to find like these girls seem to excuse things. They find things they don't like, and next scene we're like, and so she continued and saw him for another drink. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? So and like, I feel her as much as I love sports. I don't want to. This is not my day of quality time if we're spending yeah. six hours because you know baseball games are long as hell. Yeah. Basketball games aren't exactly short either. So I've been hanging out with you all these hours and all we're going to do is just watch a game. I could have yeah. done that in my house. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Seth and Carrie are at her place playing Twister, in my mind, a.k.a. foreplay. Um, they're going around and it was annoying. fun. What'd you say? I was just saying I hate that game, but I don't think it just reminds me of how old my knees are. But yeah. <laughs> um, not surprisingly, they have sex, and Carrie asks him, Oh, what do you think Dr. G would think? And it just I just thought, like, do they have anything that they have in common besides Dr. G? Because that seems I to be thought old. the same. <laughs> I'm like, okay, enough now. Like, come on, who wants to talk about your therapist anyway? <laughs> Yeah, that's just odd. So anyway, she tells him that she doesn't believe in therapy and she thinks it's bullshit. And then now, now she asks him, why are you in therapy? And he casually just says, oh, I'm just, I have a thing. I'm fucked up about women. Like, there's this thing after I sleep with them, I just lose interest. What's yours? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It made me laugh. I know it's mean, but that line was so funny. <laughs> um, Carrie's face just drops, and she's like, in that moment, this is what they call a breakthrough. And she says and admits that she picks the wrong men. She says that she stopped seeing Dr. G because she couldn't risk the humiliation of seeing Seth again. And honestly, that was it. And I thought that was an anticlimactic end. Like, yep. nothing, things happened, but nothing really happened. Yeah, this was a kind of a strange episode. And also, that's a complete cop-out. If she really felt like Dr. G was doing work, which she clearly was, just ask for a different appointment time. Simple. <laughs> like, it, you yeah. know what it is? Like, I was just like, girl, like, quit playing. But, yeah, <laughs> it was a very odd end. I 100% agree with you. 
Is this a testament to the power of Chris Noth as Mr. Big? Ooh, because this is an he's not part of it, you know? Mm, maybe. kind of thing he adds to the episode. But yeah, it was just like, it, this was not one of their best um, episodes. Like I said, mm-hmm. Samantha got a media storyline, but it was just bleh. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I was thinking of, like, since you like Bon Jovi, what happened to his acting career? Did he get to do anything more? Because I was thinking about it. I was like, what else? He I- had like a little spell, didn't he? For like two to three years. And then I just never saw him in movies again. Yeah, that's all I have. Did you have any other additions to the episode? Um, I don't think so. It was kind of a... I don't want to say blah. It feels a bit mean. Because it wasn't terrible. But it I mean, I said terrible. blah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was blah. Leave me alone, Tay. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. I guess it was a bit of a blah episode. But we hope you guys enjoyed at least listening to us talk about this blah episode anyway. Tay, can you please tell the people where to find us? Yep, you can find us at the rewatch times two. That's T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2. That's our handle on Instagram and our handle on Twitter. And you can send us an email with that at gmail.com. Leave us comments, leave us questions. And also, sorry, as a sidebar, I want to give a shout out. We got some kind of stats record that we are number 19 in TV review in Portugal. So to our listeners in Portugal, shout out. Thank you. Thank you, all my Portuguese people then. I don't know any Portuguese, but thank you. (laughs) Yes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you again next week. Bye. Bye, guys.